following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Welcome to Hats, Tats, and Stats Podcast with your host, EZD, Derek Jaws, Big Diesel, Nick Yelich, T-Wave, Taylor Sekaturski, and Austin Kelm, the Stat Man. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Hats, Tats, and Stats on Ice. I, as always, am EZD, Derek Jaws, uh, sitting here with, again, my NHL dude, my guy, my, my frozen biscuit eater, Big Diesel, Nick Yelich. What's up, buddy? Frozen biscuit eater. I do like biscuits, but Who doesn't like I don't biscuits? like them frozen, man. At least get we some love butter. frozen biscuits. At least get some get some butter on that biscuit. Bro, I had stuffed rolls at work last weekend. Stuffed with what? Uh, sausage and gravy. Bro. Interesting. Bro. Interesting. D fucking lightful. Huh. I have. I've seen some wild shit in my day. You know, like I I went up to Quebec. I've seen poutine. You know, I've seen what right, the French right, did. Like, like, I've legit, seen what the French did. Legit poutine. Right. Not yeah. like not like not, Allen not Street KFC. Poutine. Poutine. That is a very intriguing food option. I was intrigued. Uh, my co, my one co-worker, uh, his wife just started working with us a couple years back, and she is a fantastic cook, and she brings food in almost every Saturday. And she's like, hey, man, stuffed rolls. And I was like, sold. That's that, That's a good wifey, yeah. material lady. Yeah. Listen, if you're listening to this, get you a girl that can cook. My girl can cook. <laughs> I mean, like, physically, you probably won't enjoy it because, you know, you're going to be fat as hell, but it happens. Listen, listen happen. being fat these is enjoyable until the illnesses that come with being fat kick in. Or so they'd have you believe. Just ask Calvin Benjamin. Ooh. Oh, sports fun. jokes. Sports that's jokes. Fun. One Popeye's biscuit. Back to the biscuit itself. <laughs> yeah, full circle. It all, it all full circle. <laughs> uh, so we are here uh, in week five of the NHL. Uh, the Sabres are back from their hiatus, and fuck do they say Sabres suck. are back, baby. The, sa- the Sabres are back. Vintage exactly Sabres. exactly what we do. Vintage All those, the first, the first week of the season when we were getting to the middle of the ice and getting 40 shots a game. Those are gone. See yeah. ya. Well, as I saw our first game back, we recorded exactly zero shots in the third period in the 3-1 to loss. Yeah, honestly, it hit a point in that game where I just started cheering for them to not get a shot because it was like, it's, it's at that point, it's funny. Right you know at that, I mean? at that like, point, you're like, like, like you're so pathetic that you can't even get a shot on goal like, in a whole period. Right, like not even an accident, not like a, a, an errant pass goes on goal. And it's, yeah, and it's not like they're a team like Detroit or Ottawa who's rebuilding and you know like all this stuff. Like we're supposed to be at least competitive. Yeah, you know, like like we're not going to win a lot of games. We're supposed to at least be in them, not down two goals and fold like a freaking house of cards. Man. You know, I'm. There's a lot of things that are being said, and you know, when you, when you look in the old Twitterverse, which God God loves Twitter. Sabres Twitter is awful too. Like, it's it's Sabres Twitter is like peak bad Twitter. It's the same kind of thing that you see like with politics, but it's like it's it's Sabres hockey. It's just everybody trashing everybody. Yeah, it's it's more directed because it's a smaller subject matter. Right. Like politics are broad scope. And I'm just saying, all of that, that nastiness on that you see on Twitter, it's that that you see in the politics Twitter, is also on Sabres Twitter, just directed at NHL players who people don't really know, and all the backstory. So uh, there's there's a lot of a lot of finger pointing going on, a lot of fingering on Twitter going on. <sighs> I mean, it. I love me some good fingering in the tit season, right? But 
let's let's stop with the fingering and let's start having discussions before we just start fingering. So we're gonna have a discussion. We're, we're gonna have a discussion. Where do you place the blame of this team's ineptitude? That's that's so tough. I don't know. Um you can say it's the coach, but this is the same product that I've seen for the past ten years on the ice. And it's just like we brought in different coaches, we brought in different players, and nothing is working. We brought in different goalies. We shipped out goalies who were too good so that we could lose from McDavid. We got Eichel, who's a terrific player, and we can't do shit with him. Wasting. I, I, I really don't know what, what the issue is. I don't think it's the coach because at this point we've seen what other coaches do, and they all look the same no matter what we bring in. Yeah. I mean, so at some point, there's got to be some accountability for the players, right? Yeah. But to me, part of that problem is holding players accountable. 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 Good words. Great words. My mouth is doing good stuff today. Um, Part of holding players accountable falls on... The coaching staff. Right, it does fall on the coaching staff. And I'll also say this, despite the fact that he has not been very good. I mean, we don't sign Taylor Hall without Ralph Kruger. True. So, like, there's clearly things about, like, Kruger and all that that are positive in terms of getting players to want to play for him. I don't know in terms of strategy. I haven't seen anything that's like, okay, why, why are they doing that? They're also really good on special teams. So, I mean... I don't know, man. I, I just I, I don't really have an answer for you. It, if I look at the Sabers in terms of the tits, like they 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 don't shoot a high percentage and they don't save the puck very well. Goalie, what do you? Fuck you, Martin Brodeur. You suck. Oh, sorry, wrong guy. I mean, definitely not wrong. It was a bit of a side shot out of nowhere. I love it. That's what um, we do. But, yeah, fuck you, Carter Hutton. Yeah. Why the hell... Okay, well, also, Jason Botterill, why the hell are you signing a guy who needs LASIK surgery and pay him $2 million a year to be a professional goalie and he can't even see? It's the same thing as James Winston. What are you doing? You're a professional athlete. You can't see more than 10 yards away from you? He can probably see. It's a lot of blurs. It's a lot of blurs. He's supposed lot, to stop lot, a lot tiny of, puck. A lot of fuzzy images. He's supposed to have the greatest reflexes on the ice. Yeah, that's not that's no joke. Like, and it's funny. Like, I look at some of these lines. Like, and I don't know how official this is. I I am on dailyfaceoff.com. Love it. And they have our our line combinations. When you tell me that Skinner, Eichel, and Olafson in our first line, and Hall, Stahl, and Reinhardt on our second line, like that doesn't Listen, sound bad on paper. Everything about this team is fine on paper. And that sounds like a team I can win a lot to of chill games with. To be honest, like Linus, Linus Allmark has been what we hoped he is in goal. Carter Hutton has been trash. And when we get a good game from Linus, we can't score. And then when we get a bad game from him, we are, you know, like that's, that's, yeah, it's just a mess, man. We can't put anything together. Carter Hutton uh, apparently is the number 41st ranked goalie number one. That yeah. doesn't make sense. There's not 41 teams. No, no, but there's, I mean. I, I understand. Yeah. But Allmark is the 45th ranked goalie number two. 
real. <laughs> I have questions. I don't understand what I'm reading. Well, uh, there's this thing called injuries, yeah. and then all of a sudden, guys, these guys get pulled up from the AHL and apparently are better than what we're rocking with. Some, you know what? Uh, I feel like I want to see the Sabers play the Amherst and see who wins. And the Amherst haven't played a game in what two years? No, the Amherst played. Are, last, are they past couple weeks? Yeah, I wasn't sure because yeah, I know uh, I know some AHL teams we're, opted we're, out. We're, we're deciding to waste another European star. Uh, in the AHL. Cool. And in the first game with the Rochester Americans, he had a beautiful goal. And, uh, yeah, so that's that's what they're doing. We're also sticking UPL down there. He's back in Finland, and he's playing in, in Rochester. Sweet. Sounds like poor management all around. Uh, I've seen I've seen uh, Jeff Skinner looks uninspired, we'll say. I, I mean, I don't know, man. Some call it lazy. People can call it whatever the hell they want. Some to call, call it, it trash. My, my guy still produces five on five scoring chances. No, he hasn't finished those in two years. But I mean, I watch the the number one thing that the Sabers struggle with is five on five hockey play. And besides, when nine is on the ice, when fifty three is on the ice, he's a pest in the defensive zone in terms of he's going to take the puck away and start transition. He's good through the neutral zone. He's a freak skater, and when he gets in the offensive zone, he creates chances. For him and his teammates. I mean, you go look at the advanced analytics online or whatever. Like his Corsi numbers, expected goal four, five on five, and all this stuff. He creates chances. It's just about burying them. And, you know, and that's the other thing, too. When we started this whole thing talking about the toxicity of Sabres Twitter, and that's a lot of it right there is, you know, people don't see goals. They don't see the like right. the lamp it's, being it's lit. The, and that's part everybody of the gets caught up in the whole production, production, production thing. And they're like, well, what about shots on that? Okay, there's, here's a perfect example. I had a Twitter conversation last night. Love a good Twitter conversation. And it was a dude who never played hockey competitively, um, at least at the high school level, but, you know, still. And he was saying, man, dude, the Sabres are, they, they're wasting all this money on, on the top guys and... Like, we're not scoring. And somebody said, yeah, because we're too soft. And he goes, grit and toughness doesn't get shots on goals. And I was like, yeah, it does. Right. That's just stupid to say that. If I go into the corner and I knock down a defenseman and get back into the play, all of a sudden we have five on four for, what, a second and a half? In a a grand scheme of hockey, that's a lot of time. A lot can happen in a second and a half. Or I throw a, a hit in the neutral zone, all of a sudden we spring a three on two. That's transition, odd man rush, creating a chance all off of a hit. It's not about it's not about being a goon and going out and smashing people and fighting and all that. But it's about knowing to play the physical game at the right time to create chances. And we don't have guys who will go into the corner and throw a hit. We don't have guys who can hit an open ice, really. We don't have a physical team in the slightest, and then we get bullied by other teams. That's exactly what the Islanders did for us the past two games. We didn't get a shot in the third period. It wasn't because we didn't have talent. People were like, oh, the Sabres gassed out. No, we got bullied. They asserted physical dominance on the ice and said, you're not getting to the middle of the ice. And we went, okay, we're not getting to the middle of the ice. Well, and here's the thing. Aren't we talking about an Islanders team that made a hell of a run last year? No, and I mean, been, the, and been playing some I, hot do, hockey? I, I like the Islanders. Uh, Lou Lamorello is a terrific GM, and he knows how to create a team. Barry Trotz, terrific coach. Defensive-minded in terms of, like, just play the fundamentals – and don't give up stupid chances. And they do that. They do that very well. But they also have just, I mean, even Matt Barzal, man, the guy's 5'10", like 175 soaking wet. 
laid out Taylor Hall on Monday led directly to the first goal for the Islanders. Right. And that's like, it's, 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 again, it's not about just smashing, but it's about knowing the right spots to pick and choose to, okay, I got to step up and make the hit to make the play. And right. we don't have guys who do that. I mean, Tage Thompson last night, I watched a little bit, and he's the six seven kid for us. He doesn't even try, and he smokes people. Like, he didn't even, it looks like he didn't even mean to, and he dropped Brock Nelson last night. Brock Nelson is like a six foot three man. And, like, he goes out and drops people. And Tage Thompson dropped him like a sack of potatoes without even meaning to. And it's like, okay, well, start getting a feel for that, man, because it's not like you have to go out there and, and try to crush people. But in the right situation, because you're so big, go in there, lay something up, get the puck, and, like, create some chances. Uh, while, you're, while you were talking here, I'm looking up the uh... – the stats on the Islanders' tits. Oh, yeah? I like looking up New York tits. Great New York tits. Great New York Jay, tits. Dave Chappelle would be proud of us. I, I agree. Um, I'm still getting used to reading your spreadsheet as we're, I'm sitting here looking. Yeah. And, I mean... If, if, you go, if you go down on the left, that's where you're going to see all the... Yeah, their efficiencies numbers. and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. I'm, you know, just, like, looking through all of it. And, I mean, they look... I mean, they're they're dead nuts middle of the pack, right? Like they're fifteen. Yeah, I mean, if you if you look at their their, I mean, their efficiency numbers tell a lot of the story. They got a nine twenty save percentage from their goalies because they keep shots to the outside, and their goalies do a or, good enough job. Or go an entire period without giving up a right, shot. Right, exactly. So, but then when the shots do get through, their goalies are saving them. Right. So they're great at that. Their penalty kills eighty one percent, which is, I mean, it's higher than middle of the pack. It's pretty good. And then offensively, like they have dead center for power play and then they don't shoot the puck great because you know they they don't i wouldn't say that they create a ton of opportunities in a game but they they grind away at you and chip you down so they can shoot a lower percent because they just will they'll bully you right and you know this this is the type of team we talk about like you know like so there's it looks like they're sitting at eight and six five and five in their last ten um you know, and like I said, like middle of the pack across the board and tits because of you know, obviously what you just said and all the, the different factors in here. But they're the type of team that because of the physical style of play over a series, they're oh, just going to beat you down. It's, it's very similar to the Boston Bruins for the past two decades. It's, you know, I mean, you think about 2010 Boston when they made that run uh, to the cup against Vancouver, Milan Lucic and guys like that and... I mean, look at what the Capitals did. You have that scoring, but you also have Tom Wilson and guys like that. So it's always it's always a happy balance of the finesse and the physicality. You know what I mean? You can't have too much of one or the other. And I just feel like for the past 10 years, the, the toughest guy we've had is Marcus Foligno. And after Marcus Foligno, it's probably Rasmus Ristolainen. And right. I like Risto. Risto smash. But Risto shouldn't be that... The toughest guy on your team. That's that's a bit sad. <laughs> yeah, if we're we're talking about a dude who you know again, if he's the toughest guy on your team, your team is probably not very tough. Right, and that's exactly. not a shot on it's him. It's not a shot on Risto. Like Risto is a tough dude, but it's just I need somebody who is a bit more clipped than that. A bit more clipped. Yeah, I want I want like 
don't go full Richie Incognito, but like fifty percent Richie Incognito. Put them on skates. So, I'm so in. not necessarily bath salts, but like no, maybe, no, maybe not bath salts, but like you know, uh, on Fridays they'll do a little crystal meth. Okay, okay. Yeah. They don't play Fridays, do they? I don't, I don't know. I yeah, mean, maybe, 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 maybe they should. Maybe they should play on <laughs> Crystal Meth Friday. Okay. <laughs> this show's gonna get clipped. Uh so breaking down the rest of the uh, rest of the NHL here. Um, you know, Tampa Bay is sitting atop. I believe they've been there most of the time. Yeah, they've at least been near or around the top. I mean, that's not exactly a shot. You know, then the Hurricanes, Bruins, Leafs, Knights, Panthers, Avalanche, Flyers, and Canadians rounding out the top 10. Um, you know, one of the things that we got when we posted the tits on ice on the Facebook, tits on ice on the face. Ooh. What? Wow. It's getting, it's getting, hockey gets weird, man. Hockey, like, hockey, hockey. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, hockey gets weird. Hockey players are weird. I like. I've, I've had some hockey player friends in my day. Obviously, you don't, you know, need to hear about any of that because you know you're yeah. in hockey locker yeah. rooms. You understand. I understand the hockey culture. It's a, um, it's a bit different. So that's why we get it's very little, Canadian. Yeah, that's it's why, kind that, of European. That's why we get <laughs> European light. Yeah, exactly. Canada is literally just Europe. Europe and America had a weird baby. Listen, if you need to know about hockey culture, just watch the first Goon movie with oh, with, yeah. with the two European yeah, dudes. Yeah, Let yeah. me sign your dick. And the Canadian guy goes, first rule I don't is know, man. Sounds... Don't touch my Percocet. Second rule is do, do you, you have, have any, any Percocet? fucking Percocet? I don't know, man. Sounds kind of gay. I played <laughs> a lot of hockey in my day. Never not, never not signed nobody's dick. Well, then you didn't play hockey. <laughs> because that's <just> <laughs> Great movie. Check it out and you'll understand hockey culture. If you're not a hockey guy, you'll be a hockey guy after watching that movie. Although I have to tell you, they don't fight like that anymore. No. I mean, I don't know. There was a couple scraps this week that were pretty good. Yeah, a couple scraps. Back then it was like three a game. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was fans openly brawling in the stadium too, so. Yeah, you know, three. What a time to be alive, which I was not. Yeah, three three fights called a night, you know what I mean? Gordy Howe Hattrick needs to come back. Like, yeah. The best player me... in the league needs to have a goal assist to fight every game. God, that. What a time to be alive. Like, I want that dude. Give me... Yeah, that's a, just a Bobby Clark, Gordy Howe. Just give me a badass dude who's going to fuck shit up but yeah. also just score. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give my buddy I'm gonna give my buddy a goal. Then I'm going to score a goal. Then I'm going to run your goalie and fight you and call it a night. Yeah. yeah. Give me, like, I call that's, it... A... That's, the, that's the most dominance you could really have. Like, I mean, what else could you do? Right. Like, I, I scored on you, I got my friend to score on you, and then I literally kicked the shit out of you. Right. Oh, that's beautiful. Listen, I don't even care if you win all those fights. I don't care if you win any of those fights. <laughs> but I want to see it. I want to see some dude go out there and just give his buddy a helper, bury one himself, and then just pick a fight with anybody on the ice. And they, then, they do happen, but they are rare. I want to know. I'm Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to look up statistics on the Gordie Howe hat trick. You break down more tits for us. Well, All right, well, I'll give some uh, some interesting team shout-outs. Florida had a really good week. They actually beat Tampa twice. Um, and their one-goal game record, uh, whatever you want to call that, the middle part of the tips, one-goal game record times strength to schedule is the best in the league. So shout-out to them for that. Uh, interesting is that up top, towards the top, the Montreal Canadiens really have cooled off. They're also still sub-500 uh, in one-goal games. Similarly, with the Calgary Flames and the New York Islanders, they're sub-500 in one-goal games. So that's really what's holding them back. 
Uh, special teams wise, it's interesting to note that the Flyers suck on special teams, but they're still towards the, they're still top ten uh, because they're just so good shooting five on five, save percentage, all that stuff. They're kind of the anti savers if you want to look at it like that. Um, and St. Louis Blues is a very similar thing with the Flyers, where they're good five on five and their special teams is actually horrendous. I'm not sure how they're winning games with special teams that bad. You got any stats over there? Oh God, yeah, keep going. I, I gotta, I gotta like compile this in my brain. All right, right. well, this I guess, is this I guess, is great. I guess we're gonna keep going. This is great. I guess we're gonna keep going. Let's go down to the bottom where teams are underperforming to this point, and where it looks like Dallas and actually Los Angeles, the Kings, look like they're uh, they're poised to to kind of break out. They're also in a weaker West Division, uh, but still, Dallas had a rough week. Um, that central is starting to become kind of a bloodbath because you got Tampa, Carolina, Florida. You got some pretty good teams there in Dallas, despite making the finals last year and losing to conference or sorry, division rival Tampa. Uh, their underlying numbers are good and they're just not winning games. So we'll see if that can flip for them. They had a rough, they had a rough week. They're three and seven in their last 10 as well. Um, uh, looking around Vancouver. Vancouver doesn't have bad special teams efficiency, to be honest, for being as low as they are. They just had a tough year, man. They got eight three-goal losses, uh, but four three-goal wins. So, like, they literally are just getting run out of the building or <laughs> running the team out of the building. It's wild. I don't know what's going on in Vancouver. I, I love that. Listen, that that's my style of play. Let's go get it. Like we're either yeah. gonna suck or Hoover we're gonna be boss, awesome. baby. We're gonna, we're gonna lose eight to one, or either, we're gonna win seven to two. Either way, the fans are going home happy. If you're they're a hockey, if you're a fan of goals, let's get it. Going home after seeing some uh, some interesting <laughs> offense. Oh God! So I've I found some statistics on the Gordy Howe Hattie. First and foremost, it is again a goal, an assist, and a fight in the same game. Gordy Howe himself only did two of them. Yeah. Um. On two occasions, there has been a double Gordy, and on two occasions, there has been a triple, or on one occasion, there's been a triple Gordy. Wow, a triple Gordy. So, a double Gordy is when two dudes do it yeah. in the same game. Uh, it happened most recently in 2017. Oh. Between Dale Weiss and Wayne Simmons. And normally, it's a is goal. Florida Philly? Uh uh, Flyers Islanders. Flyers Islanders. So the and normally like they count it like it's either teammates that do it or if it's two dudes on right. like they the fight each other. Yeah. So they both score. They both get an and, assist, and, and then, then they, they fight and then they drop them. Oh, but, I, like uh, I love it. So this is going to bring us full circle on what we started talking about. The only triple how hat trick occurred in 1992 between the Sabers and the Islanders. Ooh. When the final horn sounded, Tom Fitzgerald, Wayne Presley, and Benoit Hogue. Benoit Hague? Sure. I don't know. I'll finish. Let me see it. Let me see it. Let me see it. It's uh, Benoit, H-O-G-U-E. H-O-G-U-E. Yeah, Hogue. Hogue, Hogue sounds about right. So, so Fitzgerald had one, one, and one. Presley had a goal, two assists in a fight, and Hogue had two goals and assists in a fight. Um, the beautiful game. Yeah. I mean that's that's old school ninety two hockey if I've ever heard it. Yeah, and I love that. <laughs> the uh, the list of who has the most Gordy Howe hat tricks. Rick Tachet, Rick Tachet, has eight, has eighteen of them. 
Wow. What Bre- a legend. Brendan Shanahan, yeah, Brendan Shanahan and Brian Sutter each have 17. Fuck you, Brendan Shanahan. You smell like a fucking wet sock. <laughs> Wilf Payment. Wow, what a name. W-I-L-F-P-A-I-E-M-E-N-T. Wilf Payment. 16 of them. Cam Neely had 12. Jerome Ginla had 11. Keith, Keith Kachuk had 10. Yeah, dude, Matt and Brady Kachuk are going for that record. <laughs> I don't know if, you, if you've seen any of the Ottawa games. People out there, please watch the Ottawa Senators. They suck, but number seven on their team. Good old American boy, Brady Kachuk, son of Keith, brother of Matthew, is a fucking legend. Yeah. He scores goals. He gets into, like, a fight a game. He, like... Went over to the Vancouver bench two weeks ago or whatever and literally just like stood in front of them and chirped them. It well, was awesome. Keith, I love him. Keith Kachuk was known for being a bit of a hothead in his oh, day. Oh, yeah, 100%. So, yeah, so, so his sons a- are exactly apple, like him. Apple in the tree on that one. Yeah, oh, it's beautiful. Uh, and then rounding out the... Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six. Rounding out the top ten, uh, Gerard Gallant and Al Second, Sikori. Gerard Gallant. Gallant. Listen, I'm an uncultured it's swine. French. I'm it's not French. French. Everything is French. Ah, Francois. All right, so then, Megati. So then, Al Secord <laughs> and Paul Cafe. Oh, the coffee mask. <laughs> uh, Pavel Datsuk has a Gordy Howe hat trick. Really? I didn't know he got into a fight. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Chara and Thornton are not going to add to their current numbers. Um, what makes you say that? That's just on the list. This is what it says. While Chara and Thornton may not add to their current numbers when it comes to Howe hat tricks, Perry could grind out a few more Gordies. Uh, Brandon Dubinsky has four. Chris Stewart has three. Milan Lucic three. Getzloff two could jump up on the list a little bit. Um, Simmons and Evander Kane are probably the most likely to jump up on that list. Yeah, I don't know about Simmons. Simmons is kind of toast, but Evander Kane might. I like Evander Kane, despite the fact that she said nobody. You can't be doing that. Yeah. Uh, let's see. There's there's some oddities here. I'm trying to sort through an article as I'm talking th- through it. So, uh, one time happenings of the How Hat Trick. Um, the hockey it was hockey's version of the triple double right. on April 9th, 1981, in a playoff game between the the North Stars and the Bruins. Uh, three players reached the Gordie Howe hat trick, while two of those players ended up fighting each other on the way to accomplishing the feat. Brian Maxwell and Bobby Smith both notched Hatties for Minnesota. While Brad Park scored a goal, three assists, and fought Smith in the process. Love that. That's awesome. Uh, November 19, 2014, Steve Pinizzotto called up by the Oilers to take on his former club, the Canucks. The oddity was that he notched his first career NHL goal in the process of reaching the Howe hat trick. Scored one more goal in his entire that career. That is an all-time revenge game. Yeah, and he only scored one other goal in his whole career. So 50% of the goals he scored were part of a Howe hat trick. That's that's good stuff. That's good clean paper fun. Uh, they consider people who uh, are on the list to be rugged goal scorers, uh, what many consider to be prototypical hockey players. Sure, they may not take the ice looking for a Howe hat trick, but every time they get one, we pause to think about the legend that bears the name. Exactly. What a great, what a great topic point. The Gordy Howe hat trick. The Gordy Howe hat trick. Oh, it's good stuff. Oh, good gravy. That was yeah, a good time. I always used to go for the Gordy, but in. High school hockey for me, it was I had to get a two and a ten, yeah. which was just throw an open ice hit. Right. So I got that most of the time. <laughs> yeah, I heard. Uh, I heard you played hockey a lot, like you play football. I, I did. Yeah, 
the term reckless abandon comes to mind. I believe that out of the 36 possible games I could have played my senior year, I played 13. A lot of, um, lot of suspensions, huh? I had four suspensions, and I had 136 penalty minutes in those 13 games. See, I would have tried to go for the for the, for the the Gordy, but I would have probably played goalie because I thought the equipment was cool. And Oh, you're one of those guys? Pretty Not good. understanding that that equipment costs like... Yeah, that is one hundred percent why I never actually like full yeah, actually tilt played hockey yeah. was because I was basically told it was hockey or everything else I liked to right. do. Yeah, so that was. Uh, but the goalies look cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm not spending like almost five thousand dollars on you for <laughs> equipment. Yeah, especially if to well, me you're gonna grow out of it in two years. Two years, you. Yeah. Dude, two years. <laughs> I'd, have, I'd have been growing out of it mid season. Yeah. Like, Jaws, why are you wearing shins? Shut up. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I mean, the the Gordy Howe hat trick, I think, is we need very a, quickly becoming a lost art. In the, in I, I think. Well, I think what we're getting to is that we need a guy on the Sabers who can do that. Yeah, give me a Gordy Howe hat trick. Dylan Cousins, baby. It's. I mean, once you're back from the COVID list, which he is. I mean, back on the ice. Uh, it's time, buddy. It's time to start putting some pucks in the net, feed it, and then feed the shit out of the team. I'm live tweeting that, by the way. I'm putting out a live podcast tweet that the Buffalo Sabres need a Gordy Howe hat trick kind of guy. ASAP. Speaking of which, this has nothing to do with the Gordy Howe hat trick, but I miss Mika Nornan. Mika Nornan. Shout out to Mika Nornan. Oh, what a name drop. I went. I went to a game where Yager was on the Roger, or Rangers. The Rogers, Jesus. What do you mean? Yager, Yager was on the Rangers, and uh, Mika Nornan was on his back and did the old Hasek kick the foot up and get it with a skate midair. Yeah. On Yarmir Yager, and I was like pretty close to the ice. I was going ballistic. So shout out Mika Nornan. Listen, along with the Gordie Howe hat trick becoming a lost art, I feel like stacking the pads. And throwing the pillows around is becoming a lost art. Oh, yeah. You're not going to see many guys throw the pillows. Everybody plays the Patrick Waugh style. Yeah. Good position. Yeah. I mean, that's what it's become. And that's why Hashik was so wild. Because it was he came in and he just played his style and was so good at it. And everybody was like, this makes no sense. Why the fuck is he doing this? Uh, I believe Mr. Jenneret said he's got a slinky for a spine. And that probably helped. Allegedly. To be determined. And legendary play call. On him. You know, I I am a Dominic Hasek hater. Why? Is it because he banged Ted Nolan's wife? It has nothing to do with that, actually. It has everything to do with the fact that if he hadn't, like, if Buffalo hadn't seen something in him and traded for him, he would have been forever known as Eddie Belfour's backup in Chicago. Uh, well, in his defense, if the Soviet Union didn't shut down the Czech Republic from having open transfer of athletes across country lines, he would have been in the league since he was younger instead of getting to the league at 26 and being Eddie Belfort's backup. That's fine. But, I mean, you can't, con- I, I can't control that. But, what well, I, well, okay. But what I, what and then he gets, he, he happens behind an all-time great when he comes over from, right. and from then a he, communist country but, but here's, to a different but here's country where he doesn't even speak the language, plays but a wild style problem. of goaltending. Right, and, and he, he was fantastic with it. But here's my problem. You made your career in Buffalo. Then you do what a lot of legends do, what a lot of old-timers do. You go to a team to win one, and you win one. And what the fuck comes out of your goddamn mouth? 
I'd always be a Vedvig. Fuck you. You're a saber. Oh, no. Never mind. You're not. Go fuck yourself. I don't want your number in my fucking rafters. I don't want your name on a banner. Go fist yourself, you Soviet fuck. Jesus Christ. That's oh, telling, God. That's this... like telling Arnold Schwarzenegger to go fist himself because of Kindergarten Cop. Kindergarten that's Cop awful. was a great movie. That's awful. Yeah, exactly. And the Red Wings run was a great run. Yes. I don't and he care. he will always be a kindergarten cop despite the fact he's also the Terminator. I don't care that he won one with Detroit. That's not the problem. But when you basically say, like, you were on an all-star team and you weren't even really, like, the dude when you went there. You were a dude. That team probably could have won with Chris Osgood in goal. Oh, wait, they did. Correct. So you come out and after the your, your Hall of Fame career in Buffalo, you finally win one. And you basically say, go fuck yourself, Buffalo, Detroit for life. And that's what I have a problem with. If if Thurman Thomas would have went to Miami and won a Super Bowl. He, he banged Ted Nolan's wife, got Ted Nolan shipped out of town, and then left. See, I don't like I would have been fine with that with that argument, but but you can't you you're going you're going down the wrong path then with that one. No, see that 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 to me is just it, that's not the move. It's just not the move. And I am a Dominic Hatchick hater. Matter of fact, uh and this is going to be a side plug here for another part of the network. Uh, me, Austin, and uh, Matt Johnson, a couple other guys from a couple other shows, put together a all sports network or an all network sports show called the Offensive Line or the Offensive Line, I'm which sorry. I'm uh, it's, it, it's fine. You're going to be a part of it someday when we can get you to fucking do a Zoom call. But uh, it's it's going to be a good time. It's a lot of fun. We actually talked about sports goats, and I went off on Dominic Hashik on that show too. So. I actually went off about a lot of people on that show. That was a lot of fun. I don't get I don't get to be the excessive personality a lot here because yeah, you're the moderator. I'm the moderator. So on that one, I'm not the moderator. So I get to let my personality show through a little more, like I just did with the whole Dominic Ashik thing. So uh, look for that to come out probably this week, next week. I don't know whenever Matt puts it out, and uh, stay tuned for that because it's going to be a lot of fun. And we're doing it like either once a month or twice a month. We haven't decided yet. So we're going to get back to hockey and how Dominic Ashik doesn't suck, but he sucks because he's an asshole. And uh, Gordy Howe hat tricks and stuff. So yeah. Side note, people um, out there, I, I need to break this to you because for some reason you think that athletes are are like personal heroes. Most of your favorite athletes are probably shitty people. So just so you're aware, and you stop being shocked, is people with that kind of ego and that kind of success that early on, a lot of times don't end up being the greatest people. That's a generalization, but still. Yeah. I just need I just need that out there because like it, that's why a lot of those people get where they are. You know, and like there's something to be said about that too. And we we like we're gonna dive into apparently something that I, you know, didn't even think we were gonna go towards. But uh, you know, you look at guys, especially young guys, and and hockey is you know we we talked about this. The youth movement in hockey is so fucking strong right now. Yeah, like six especially of, in America, six of the top ten leading scorers as of last week were under twenty. We're twenty five or under, right? And uh, two years ago, we had I think it was something like eleven Americans drafted in the first round, which is record number. Yeah, I mean these young kids are getting there. They're and and they're not just getting drafted, but they're getting to the league. Early yeah, no, they're, early. they're they're just they're starting at eighteen, nineteen, and people like people are crazy. They, they think if a guy is not an NHL regular by the time he's 22, he's a bust. And it's like, I hate to break it to you, but like 25, 26 is really when like most guys start their prime, you want to call it. A lot of guys will spend the time before that playing hockey elsewhere. I mean, I think of Artemi Panarin, who was a Russian uh, 
implant who went to Chicago and played with Patrick Kane, and everybody thought Patrick Kane was the reason Artemi Panarin was so good. It was like, no, Artemi Panarin played in the Russian Professional League from the time he was 18 until he was 23, came over, and immediately got put on a line with prime Patty Kane. Like, that was a beautiful situation waiting to happen, you know what I mean? It's not always, oh, this 18-year-old kid comes in and tears it up. Not everybody is fucking Wayne Gretzky, Sidney Crosby, Connor McDavid. Right. I mean, then people are trying to force it, and it, sometimes it's working, sometimes it's not. But it's, you're right, there is a huge youth movement, but for the most part, that's not the way it works. Right. Which is why it's wild. But when, like, so, when you talk about these stars, you know, the, these guys who do break in early, like... We're talking about kids. We're talking about 18-year-olds. Right, children. Who, I mean, unless you're from some impoverished third-world country or, you know, Moose Jaw, Sasekaskadoon, or wherever the fuck. Like, the story of Carey Price. Like, he had to get in a private, like, a a small little box plane and fly an hour and a half to go play hockey every day. Like, unless you're one of those dudes who knows what it's like to, like, spend a shit ton of money to play the game and, like, you know, have to, like, scrape by to live. Yeah, these American kids, 18, 16, 17, 18, 19 year old kids, they get looks, they get drafted, they get a solid good chunk of change. And unless there's someone there to be like, hey, don't be a dick. Like, how do you not become a dick? Right. Like, I mean, they, I know that they talked about that a ton with, uh, especially, you know, they did that 30 for 30 for the NFL, NBA kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's super prevalent in hockey, too, you know, like. It's it's your you're a kid and you get that check. You, I mean, I think about when I was seventeen and I thought twenty dollars was like a shit ton of money. And right. if somebody cut me a check for fucking ten million a year, I'd be like, whoa! You know, and there's, I'm gonna be stupid as shit. <laughs> like, and there's and there's stories like about these you know young kids going to walk into a bar and like, you know, uh, hey man, hold up, uh, got a CID like. Pfft. Don't you know who I am? Yeah, and I know for a fact you're 19. Get the fuck right. out of my bar. Like, I mean, well, and, and to bring this back to the Sabres real quick, everybody's saying Rasmus Dahlin hasn't taken that jump. Oh, man, Rasmus Dahlin, is he a bust? Yo, he just turned 20 years old. He just turned 20, so chill the fuck out. Right, bro. This dude, guy, dude can't even legally take a shot. This guy had which most, is maybe why the Sabres the don't take shots. The second most points all time by an 18 year old defenseman. Followed it up with a better second year. He were now into his third year. Chill the fuck out with the bus talk. Yeah, that's He's 20. That's also like the that high expectation thing. Victor, you know, like, oh, like, but okay, but here's the thing: is everybody wants them to be good by the time they're 20 years old, 22 years old. It's like Victor Hedman. If you want to talk about a guy who's won Norris trophies, he just won the Conn Smythe, led Tampa Bay to a Stanley Cup. He's been dominating him for years, but it was a rise there. It's not just he walks into the league and he's a stud. Oh, man, he was a good prospect coming out of Sweden. He got picked early in the draft. He went to a good team where he played a lot and developed, and then by the time he was 24, 25, it was like, oh, shit. Not when he was 20. When he was 20, he wasn't putting up the numbers Dowling's putting up. He wasn't putting the number. He wasn't playing the time on ice Dowling's playing. So chill the fuck out with the bus talk on Darlene. I'm like, and, yeah. And, Same with middle step, but I, I don't need to get into that. And listen, there there's something to be said about this because when you talk about these things, what other sport does a kid get drafted and like become yeah, an well, automatic? It doesn't happen in the NFL. It doesn't. Well, People claim it, it doesn't does. happen in the MLB. The only thing that you, the only one that you could say maybe 
maybe, are certain guys in the in the NBA. Yeah, but very, very like it like is, your upper one percent. Right, but that's that's just it. It's those guys who transcend the game. But that's also like when we're talking about the NBA, we're talking about got like a sport where you go from the two best teams in the nation in college struggle to break the eighty point mark, and games in the NBA, which are allegedly the best players in the world, yeah, it's like are one forty to one thirty eight. Like so, there's no defense up there. Nobody right, played no, like not until playoffs. You know, no nobody plays like a hard nosed game all year. Where in the well, NHL, and, the NFL, the MLB, the game gets bigger, stronger, and faster right. every step of that's, the way. That's a that's a shock to a lot of teams. Uh, it was like the Suns and the Rockets recently. Is they play a game in the regular season that they rely on the refs to give them free throw shots. Yeah, and then they get to the playoffs, and when things become that next level, you know, refs start to put their whistles away a bit more, and when you rely on the refs. For your points, it's gonna get ugly. Like that's, I, I don't know really where I was going with that, but that's that's just. Well, you know, that's just honestly, talking about this, like the style of play. Like you, you look at dudes who tear it up in college in any sport, right? And it takes a few years, some longer than others. Some never actually do it after right. getting drafted and getting to the league because what happens? You're not playing against other 18, 19, 20, and twenty-one year olds. You're right. playing against twenty-seven-year-olds who are just. Grown fucking men compared to the boys you just right. beat up on. Okay, yeah, yeah. You you come out of the junior league. Yeah, a great year playing against the the oldest kid you're going to play in the junior league is probably 19. And then you go into your first game. And, and oh look, there's the Dano Chara. I was going to say Alex Ovechkin. Like, but like, so you're you're used to being able to skate around people. Guess who you're not skating around? The seven foot two tree. Right. Who's going to put you in a coma and laugh? Or the Russian fucking machine who will literally tee one up and then. Steal your girlfriend, sleep with the Stanley Cup, and have a great time. Like, it's 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 a weird thing. And like, and this is you know not to go back to football, but like, it's nice to make some analogies. You know, but like pe- people are all over uh, Edmonds for the Bills. He yeah. he's like they're going to be drafting people this year that are older than him, and he's in his yeah. third year. Uh, yeah, yeah. That honestly, I can have that same discussion. Chill the fuck out with a bus talk on Edmonds. Okay, where where was our D tackle? We let Jordan Phillips walk. We expected to have, uh, what's that, Star. Star. And then Star opted out. I mean, I can't blame him for that. It was a weird year with a global pandemic. I don't blame him. But all of a sudden, your two nose tackles are gone. Yeah, your two run-stuffing nose tackles. And you are at the beginning of the season like, oh, shit. Well, when you don't have a guy at one tech who's going to eat up a double team, they're going to get a guy to the second level on your linebacker immediately. Why isn't Edmonds... Hitting the hitting the gap right. Why is he getting caught in traffic? I don't know. Maybe because they don't even have to double team your fucking one tech. Right. Maybe because the center doesn't even have to look at him. He knows the guard's going to cut him off, which is ridiculous. And then he gets up to Edmonds, and all of a sudden they're out the gate. So like, it everything is a harmony, man. Everything feeds off of each other, and that's why you can't just be like, oh man, dude, Dalian hasn't taken that step. He's a bust. Oh man, Edmonds hasn't taken that step, man. He's a bust. Okay, what about the shit around him? Why does Josh Allen? Not looked well out of college. Uh, he was inaccurate, man. Okay, but what was around him? My guy was running for his life, had no receivers. You know what I mean? So that's I, that's that's the player. I mean, scouting, whatever you want to call it. I I saw somebody put something out there the other day. Actually, it was earlier today that you know they they made a comment about uh, you know Mahomes play in the Super Bowl, and they're like. Mahomes played in the Super Bowl like he would have had to play every day of his career if he would have been drafted by Chicago. Yeah, well, that's, that's exactly why Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. He went to Kansas City. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, and oh, he's you know he's people he stepped into a perfect the perfect Buffalo, thing. Perfect the thing. Buffalo like, fans who were always like, oh man, dude, I can't believe you passed up on Patrick Mahomes. We could have had Patrick Mahomes. Patrick to throw Mahomes to would who? have been a shell of what he looked to like. To throw right now. to who? He would have been a shell. He wouldn't have lasted like Josh did because he's not as athletic to run around. And, and he's I mean, and he's not built like a Bavarian brick shit house. Right, yeah, give me the fucking Buffalo. That's my quarterback, baby. That's my quarterback. But yeah, you know, I I agree. I I want people to take a step back and realize, like, when you're talking about some of these guys, you're talking about guys that aren't even legally allowed to drink yet, yeah. or or a dude who's going to be going into his third year and is a year younger than the guys that are going to be drafted in the first round, like. You know, if you're if you're a redshirt junior, so you're coming out of your fourth year of college with three years of playing experience, you're going to be 22 turning 23 or 23 already almost. Right. Like, and Edmonds has three years of NFL experience already. Right. Like, so fucking relax. <laughs> like, relax. That's, he, all, that's all be, I'm saying. Is, is stop, because stop Ed, using your eyes to be like, oh man, it's all Edmonds. And like, it's not. It's and the the thing of it is, he's probably better. Than most of the guys you'll draft to In play his reality, position. You want to know what is this year? If anything, is once he gets those guys back, he's going to be like, "Oh my god, this game is so easy." <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> you know what I mean? Wait. He's going to be like, "Wait a second, I hold, don't get blocked immediately." Hold, hold on a second. I get a Should, second to make a decision. Shouldn't there be some four hundred pound fat ass hitting me right now? Why does my shoulder not hurt all the time? Yeah. So I, and who knows? Maybe maybe he'll have a full time partner on the other side. Whether then, it's Milano you know or not. Fuck it. We're going in on the on the player development. I'm going to talk about Casey Middlestead because everybody fucking another one. Casey Middlestead's a bust. Casey Middlestead's a bust. Yo, we played him on the wing with Ryan O'Reilly and Alex Nylander. I don't know if you've watched Alex Nylander play. He's garbage. Ryan O'Reilly, kind of a stud. He had four points in five games. We then rushed him into the NHL as a 19-year-old to play second-line center. He didn't do well because he was a child who couldn't do a pull-up at the combine. There's, again, like, a child. That's all it is. He has not developed into a man to, at that point. Rush him into the NHL, he struggles, and now everybody's like, oh, he stunted his development, he's garbage, he's trash, all this. Yo, relax, he is 21. Oh, my God, no. he's Yeah, he's 21, so give him some time. I honestly think he's going to be a pretty good winger. And for all the Risto haters out there, Oh, man, dude, Risto sucks. He's awful. Well, guess what? It took him six years at the NHL, and this year he finally looks comfortable as hell. Six years. It, it, it's different for everybody. You, you, mean, you mean the child is not a grown-ass man who's going to be really good the despite, day, despite the day the, he steps on the right, highest level of play in the Despite walking into the, the building as a, as a rookie at, like, six foot three, uh, yeah, no, he was not fully developed as a human and did not fully understand his capabilities. That's another thing. Is like, do do people who, I mean, I guess most people don't try to do athletics past high school. They, you don't really know what you can do with your body unless you, you, you keep trying to fine-tune it to the, like, well, you're also physically becoming the best version of yourself. You know what I mean? Right. Like, 25 to 28, or 25 to, to 30 or something is like the peak human physical condition. That's going to be regardless of whether you train yourself to be that or not. That's just kind of what it is. So, but if you also continue to, to develop in terms of sports or just physically to that point, like if whatever you did in high school, whatever your view of sports is in high school, you have no idea what you can really do. Yeah, you know, and, and if you've ever if you've ever actually taken a look at like personal or player development, like 
it, it like your best high school, your your best high school athlete can only pray to to compete with the best college athletes in the world. Right. Well, and, and a lot and the of same times can be it's, said at the next it's, level. it's just who is who is most physically developed at the high school level. Who's most the most physically developed at the college level to that point? Right. And then that's why the professional leagues. It's like, oh, hey, guess what? Everybody is finally gonna hit that point where it's like, oh no, I'm a full grown adult. Right. Like that's why Connor McDavid walking in at 18 and posting over 100 points is absolutely insane. Yeah. Because he is going against the peak of the hockey world at that point and he's dominating at 18 years old and it's like holy shit but you shouldn't expect every 18 year old to be able to do that no no that's not how it works that's not how any of this works so be patient with your uh with your hockey prospects your football prospects stop watching the nba um college basketball is way more gooder college basketball is way more gooder um and just understand that you know these a lot of times these are kids children and even if they're not even if they're college kids that are coming out they're still children. They're still man. children compared yeah. to what they're playing against. So if you're not to that point yet and you're listening, if you're not to that age yet and, and you're listening, you have no idea. And if you're older and you really think you're that high and mighty, think back to what you were at that age and try to put yourself in that position. Because I guarantee you you would you would be swimming. Right. And speaking of children, um, one last fun little thing that happened in sports this week. Uh, the daughter of the guy who designed the Super Bowl trophy is pissed. I saw that. She's pissed. Well, uh, my question is, uh, did she miss Rob Gronkowski swinging it at a baseball two years ago? Like, left a dent in the fuck. He's, yeah. he's not allowed to touch it. Yeah. Like, like the reason that... So the whole the whole story here, if you haven't caught it, is the daughter of the guy who d- designed the Lombardi trophy. Which is a football on top of a stick. Right. Genius design. <laughs> Genius design. Is mad because while on a boat, while celebrating a Super Bowl, the first time you can actually probably like low key like chill and actually first celebrate. First time I related to Tom Brady, to be honest, right? Like like stumble stumble off the, off the boat, boat, like and just having a good time because because that's not the Patriot way. So <laughs> then he actually got to have a little fun. So he's yeah. on a boat and he's got the Lombardi Trophy, and he tosses said trophy to Cameron Brait. Because Gronk's not allowed to touch it. Because Gronk left a dent in the fucking thing by bunting a ball with the trophy. If you watch at that, Fenway. if you watch that video too, he was gonna swing it and then he goes, ah nah, I'll bunt it. And either way that trophy was gonna be fucked up. But the oh, fact that he like he was like, you look at him, you go, he's gonna he's gonna fucking swing that thing. Yeah. <laughs> and and the thing is, I've 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 played baseball against a couple of the Gronkowskis. They don't suck. Like they were big, strong, Decent powerful, fu- yeah. like powerful fucking hitters. This dude takes a full swing; there'd be a hole in the damn trophy. That would have been hilarious. Like, no, the dude butts it, leaves a dent in the damn thing. He's not allowed to touch it. Also, anymore. like, why, Disc- you, why, why are you pissed? The, you got the greatest quarterback of all time throwing it, and the guy the, caught it. The disrespect of throwing the trophy over Lick open water. The underside of my on. sack after a whole day of work. Do you realize what people do with the Stanley Cup? Yeah, they pee in it, they drink out of it. I'm pretty sure Ovechkin had sex with the Stanley Cup. Like, Probably. in his Vegas bed, he was under the covers with it, and they didn't pull the covers off. No. He slept with it the whole night. I'm guaranteeing you, he at least, like, fucking dry humped that shit. Yeah. yeah. And then somebody yeah. drank out of it the next day. Yeah. Like, people, like, wake up and eat cereal, and, and like, they show you the whole something, like, oh, I'm eating my Wheaties out of the Stanley Cup. Like, nah, dude, like... You, you have any idea where that's been? <laughs> <laughs> you, you know how many, like... 
unsavory women of the night have probably <laughs> left bodily fluids Especially dripping down the, the side. Especially the Capitals won it in Vegas. Oh my god. That was an all-time fucking party, dude. Yeah, the, possibly one of, if not the greatest of all time, to lace up a pair of skates. Like, probably one of the best overall hockey players. No, straight up, straight like, up right now, the, the greatest goal scorer like, of all time. One of the only reason he will probably not break Wayne Gretzky's goal scoring records is because of two lockouts and a global pandemic. And I mean, this dude chased the cup for how long? And yeah, what, 12, 12 or 13 years before he, he got to the finals? Yeah, I mean, and he finally got it. And he got it in Vegas. Yeah. Like, oh my God. It like was... if the gods ever like ever looked down upon you and said, <laughs> "Here you go, bud." Yeah. Like, have one. Have, have this and, one's on me. <laughs> oh. Oh. And he's Russian. If you so if you don't know, a few years ago, uh, when the World Juniors were here in the old Buffalo, oh, Fleur, because apparently I'm an uncultured yeah. swine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all French. They got kicked off their plane <laughs> after being done with the juniors for being too intoxicated. It's the juniors. They're what? At, at Again, at, at the they're, oldest they're, 19? They're, yeah, uh, no, the world juniors at the oldest are probably 18? It's right. under 18. So, so you have to be 18 at the start of the year. Right. So, yeah, I guess you could technically be 19. So, like... But most of them are like 17, 18. Right. And they're hammered. So much so. Why? How drunk do you have to be I also for your too. whole team to get kicked off a plane? So, you're, so your whole team gets kicked off a plane. Like at 16, 17, 18 years old. And then Alex Ovechkin, grown-ass man, one of yeah. the best hockey players to ever lace up a pair of skates, chases the cup for 14 fucking years, finally wins it. And of all places... Sin City. Yeah. Las Vegas, what, Nevada. What do you, what do you, what do you think in happened? In the desert. What do you think happened? And Lord Stanley himself and his relatives were not like, the audacity. Lord Stanley came actually, like, I'm pretty sure his spirit came back down to earth to celebrate that one. Absolutely. Lord Stanley was like, I gotta, like, listen. Also, Lord Stanley. Alexander like, the Great like, I don't and Lord Stanley. Hear, I don't want to hear what anybody has to say. Lord Stanley was definitely wheeling bitches back in the day. Like he was Dangle Snipe Selly, bro. He was going to the He was the OG Dangle Snipe Selly. And he was he was wheeling the mobs. So Lord Stanley definitely looked down on those celebrations. He's like, yo, I'm proud of the boys. You know what I mean? And so, so in terms of Vince Lombardi, I'm pretty sure Vince Lombardi probably likes hookers too. So And like I'm pretty sure nobody's really concerned about one of the greatest of all time to ever throw a football throwing a football shit. He he let that thing go, and I wasn't worried that it was no. gonna hit the water. I was like, "Oh, this is fine." You know, you know who I'm. I'm not also a... an idiot, but... <laughs> but like, you know, you know who you should be worried about. Like, if Carson Wentz did it, <laughs> Mitch or Trubisky Nick... reels back. I don't know where that thing's going. <laughs> Nick, I have no Nick, idea. Big Dick Nick Foles getting Big Dick Nick style on it. Like, I'm like, ah, that's fifty fifty. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, he throws up. He, he gives his guy a chance. Yeah, you know what I mean. But Mitch, uh, you never, never, that's going to be in the Chicago but, River. But might end up over the old, ye old mountains over there. And to be fair, Trubisky, you know, wouldn't be able to do it because the river would probably be frozen at this time of year. But still, I mean, I would probably still be celebrating in Tampa if I wanted in Tampa and I didn't play for Tampa. Yeah, but there's but, been multiple uh, championship parades in Tampa uh-huh. this year. Yeah, the new, bad, bad the, the new title it's town. Bad year to be a title town considering the fact that there's, you know, a pandemic going on. But hey, congrats on the win. So How about the city of Houston real quick? Because we oh are a sports God. podcast. Paying for the sins of the Astros. Oh. I think that is hysterical. The oh. whole city. 
It's just it's 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 gone, dude. It's gonna be off the map in like three years, all because of the fucking Astros. So I, I think we're gonna one of the things we're gonna talk about next week is we're gonna do some research on like broken, dropped, and damaged trophies all from right. major sports. All right, I'm here for that. So, um, and actually, I found an article from 2012 that says by now, if you by now you might have heard in Alabama, BCS stands for Broken Championship Souvenir. Uh, yeah, well, they probably don't care about those. They got like 20 yeah. of them. Uh, <laughs> apparently, something happened with the coach's trophy, a player's father's. Oh foot, yeah, no, I did. Uh, what was it? They they pulled the bottom <laughs> off of the uh, one of the first <laughs> one of the first BCS uh, playoff championships. This is, this is fantastic journalism by Patrick Dorsey, who's an ESPN editor back in April seventeenth of twenty twelve, involving the coach's trophy, a player's father's foot, and a rug that apparently did not tie the room together. <laughs> Well done. That's sir. Yeah, that's all I'm going to read. That's all well you need to know. Well done. So we're going to talk about trophies and alleged disrespect because listen, there's nothing disrespectful about what Brady did. That's the goat doing goat stuff and yeah, having fun. Yeah, at that point, he's got seven of them. So shut up, lady. And like the dude probably had like two beers and was on his ass because he lives this like holistic vegan I mean, lifestyle. He claimed, he claimed tequila. He said avocado tequila or something like that. Right, which is basically just eating an avocado that's got some tequila on it, and it probably yeah, put him on his chill, ass, dude. Can you okay? So, you know how there's, like, rum ham? Now, imagine a tequila ham. You just soak a ham in tequila, and then you eat the ham, and it gets you drunk. Is that kind of like a like a, like a vodka watermelon, where you, like, you, yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. you gore a hole in a watermelon and put right. a bottle in there and let it but soak it's in? From, uh, it's Frank from Always Sunny. He oh. had a rum ham, but I want a tequila ham. We could probably make that happen. Right. We're going to do, like, a Friendsgiving here this year. We'll uh, we'll tear it up. Well, that's, that's that. I'm not going to be there. Yeah, you will. Yeah, you will. It'll be fine. Grow up. You don't grow, fit. You, grow up, you filthy Jesuit. Listen, you don't. You don't fit that. You know, child category. What anymore. are you, a fucking Methodist? No. You fucking Protestant Lutheran. Mm, not even close. I don't know. I'm just throwing out Christianity wrong, right now. Wrong. Uh, wrong branch of religion, my friend. You're Episcopalian. Yeah, sure. Why not? Well, that's going to do it for this uh, this episode of Hats, Hats, and Sats. Thanks for tuning in, guys. As always, uh, we are members of the BICBP Radio Network. You can find us in like 900 other podcasts. It's not 900. It's like 35 or so, maybe-ish, uh, on the BICBP Radio Network website, www.bicbp-radio.com. You can check out this and every other podcast on there. Go check it out. Share, like, subscribe, follow, do all the stuff. Leave us a rating. Cool. You know what would be cool? Go on Apple Podcasts. Rate the podcast. I don't care. Tell us we rate suck. Me. Tell us rate we me. suck. Give but me a zero. Tell us we suck, but give me five stars because we do we, we do work hard at this. So we'd appreciate that. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Nick, thanks for joining me again. And we'll oh, see you guys it. next week for another episode of Hats, Tats, and Stats on Ice. Hats, Tats, and Stats podcast is brought to you by Stinger Sports. Stinger Sports makes high-quality, fully custom sublimated uniforms and apparel that'll have you looking great on and off the field. Get your custom-made pro-quality gear today at stingerwoodbats.com and put that S on your chest. Use promo code TIP OF THE CAP, all one word, for 10% off your order. Stinger Sports. Look great. Feel great. Play great.